Welcome to the podcast, 20. Going on 50. This is Lawson Campy, your 20-year-old Gen Y. And Rich Campy, your 50-year-old Gen X. This podcast is focused on bridging the multi-generational gap within business. We'll be highlighting business owners, influential leaders, executives, and more in 20. Going on 50. Scotty Fenonger is a senior at Appalachian State University studying business management. He enjoys fly fishing, guitar, camping, and anything that has to do with outdoors. He has over 16,000 subscribers on YouTube and 10,000 followers on Instagram. He turned a hobby of filming fishing into a scalable business creating marketing films for other companies. All right, guys, we're back with 20 going on 50. This episode is with Scotty Fenonger. He is a college senior at Appalachian State University. He is owner of Wildfire Productions, graduating in the spring and going full-time. Welcome to the show, Scotty. Appreciate you guys guys having me. Tell us a little bit about your company, if you don't mind. This is kind of something I started in high school, and it was just for fun. Starting out, you know, where I got to start with video, I guess, is is through fly fishing. And my cousins, friends, and I would make trips up to the mountains and, and go fishing, We'd always bring camera along and just just shoot little videos and put them up on YouTube. And that's kind of where like Wildfly originally started. And just over the years, kind of posted more and more videos, loved creating stuff and finally got to, you know, I think when I was in probably in college, maybe like freshman, sophomore year, I was kind of like, this could potentially be something with, with the video thing. And that's when I started expanding out to doing more client work with businesses. I've done some weddings, just things like that. And you know, the YouTube, I've continued to work on that as well, but definitely started getting more serious with the, the video side of things and the production, definitely in college. So, Scotty, when did you realize that this could be something more than just a hobby or that you could take it serious? Was there a point where it shifted and you said, wow, I could actually make a business out of this and do this, you know, as my life work? Yeah, again, it was probably my junior year, but we were starting to see more of a growth in businesses using video or or needing to utilize that to kind of share their message and um, definitely for a marketing side of things. So I saw that as an opportunity, being someone who's kind of grown up in the social media age, seeing kind of where people's attention is at. And, you know, I've found with video, people are able to connect much better and be able to relate and process video much quicker than, say, reading an article or just pictures. And so I really saw an opportunity there and definitely started, I started kind of locally in Boone with some companies there. And um, obviously I've been doing it for a while, but I think I'm kind of expanded out from there. But I think the big turning point was when I realized kind of where people's attention is going and, and how strong video can, can really be and pull people in. And yeah, you were just recently in Montana, I believe, and Canada as well, filming yeah. over the summer, correct? Yep. So give us a little bit of a story about how that goes when you, you get, how they get contact with you and then you fly out there and stuff. And how does that go? The Montana trip was, was more so just for fun trip. And we happened to make a video uh, that we put on our YouTube channel. And the Canada one was, I, I met a company, two guys called, uh, they're called Blue Line Company. And they, they're like a fly tying company out of, I guess, Alabama. One of the guys lives in Alabama. One, one of the guys lives in Salt Lake. But anyways, I, I met them through a mutual friend of mine. They wanted to do a project, like a, a video project for their company. And then, you know, they also said, hey, we, we have this idea. We're going to Canada. What, what if you came along and we did a video series? So that's kind of how I, I met them. And we decided to do that. It would benefit my channel a lot. It would benefit them and would be also just a kick-ass fishing trip, which it was. So that's kind of how that came about. Well, how many followers do you have on what channel? So on Instagram, I think I have 
thousand or so, and then uh, YouTube's like sixteen or something, sixteen thousand subscribers, um, which I think has actually tripled in the last year, which is pretty crazy. Wow! And and what would you uh, attribute to that? Like, how did it grow so fast in the last year? If there were some tips you would give people that were you know getting their channels going, or you know even larger organizations, right, that are building followings, and what have you seen work? So I think. I think one of the big turning points on my channel and it's always, it's kind of always been gradual for the, I'd say until the last year and a half or two years when it's really grown a lot. But I think that the turning point was when I was, I was basically just creating videos, like kind of highlight reels almost in a way with video footage of fishing trips and then music. But then I think the turning point was when I kind of started to maybe make more of like a story out of each episode. There was a little more to each episode and I kind of implemented more of getting to know me, like a little bit of vlogging and a little bit more of storytelling rather than just, you know, music and, and video. And I think that was a way for my audience to connect to me a little bit more and get to know who I was a little bit better. And I think that's a big thing with, you know, you subscribing, you following, a, you want to feel like you get to know them. And so I think that and then being consistent with uploading the summers have been great for me because I don't have school. I can really post a lot and I have a lot of time to work on the videos. Whereas during school, it gets tough because there's just, there's so much going on and you got a lot of time that you got to dedicate to school as well. Something I would tell people is be patient because I've had to be really patient over the years and it's still, it's still growing and you know, I'm still going to be patient, but be patient and then try not to copy people, you know, kind of find your style. You know, you can pick and choose from other people and what you, what you like and don't like and kind of add that into your style. But I think the big thing is finding that niche and that style and, and what you have. And at the end of the day, if you're going to start a YouTube channel, I think the most important thing is just do it to have fun. Do it because you really enjoy creating videos. Do it because you have a message that you feel you, you want to want to share to people, no matter if 10 people see it or 100,000 people see it. I think the end of the day is you got to really enjoy the process of going through and creating a video and creating a story and not so much be worried about the end product or the end goal of say whatever subscribers you want you're trying to reach or how many views but i think if you do that then gradually and naturally it'll it'll progress and if enough people kind of are there with you they'll they'll definitely follow along all right we have consistency we have storytelling personal connections have fun with it just keep going 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 and what's your plan after college with all of this, with still making personal connection and growing your YouTube channel or your company and the following there? Yeah, so I will be in Boone uh, next year. And basically my plan right now is, so I basically have two sides of the business to break down. There's like, I have the production side, like the production company, and then I've got like the YouTube channel, which the YouTube channel is kind of that outdoor fly fishing niche based. And the, the production side of the business is something I really want to work on as well. And that's, that's where I've worked with clients uh, to create, you know, say marketing videos or done, I've done real estate videos, I've done weddings, and I really want to go that side of things. And so I think I'm going to have time to, to focus on both of those with, without having school in the way. And obviously there's, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty ahead, but I feel confident enough to do this. And I feel like I've grown a you know, pretty solid client base so far where I, I'm able to do this after school. Scotty, you're a senior at App State. Right. And now you started this company, I guess, in high school, right? Was it junior, senior year of high school? Yeah, I think even before. I think even back to like sophomore year, just when like we created the, the YouTube channel or created the, the Instagram and everything. Okay. So, yeah. But in Got high school. It. So it's been, been about five, I mean, I guess more like, more like six, seven years. Yeah. And you started as a hobby. You were filming with some friends, enjoying something you love, which is fly fishing. 
Now you've got 16,000 plus subscribers on YouTube plus Instagram, and you're finishing up college. So you stayed in college. So kudos to you. I know some choose not to stay. What, what made you stay through and finish college when this business was starting to roll? And what made you stay and stick with college at the same time? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So that's definitely, I think last year, I definitely was, that was up in my mind a lot was kind of thrown around like, should I stay? Is this something I, I need to do? Or or should I just, you know, get out of here and start working? I think everyone moves at their own pace. And I was at a point, I think last year, when I was in my junior year and I don't think I was quite making it up or quite ready to really take it full time and be done with college and and go on and just and just do that full time. College has been a great way for me to have have some time to kind of figure this out and get this going without having to step right into something. That's a hard choice for kids our age because I think so many kids our age see these influencers or YouTubers or people owning their own company at 18, 20, 21, 22 years old, and they think, oh, they've got it all figured out. Let's go do it. And that's crazy to think you you know, do have a lot of it going with your company, but you're mature enough, stay back, and let's finish up school just in case something happens or that I can get a better ground upon myself. I think of two right away and one I kind of already touched on, which is the patience aspect, because I think, especially for me, what I've kind of learned and or just for me personally, and then I think a lot, a lot of other people nowadays is we want that, that instant success, that instant gratification. And I think like you were saying, you know, we're seeing these people 18, 21 years old, just blow up on YouTube and almost overnight. And I think a lot of people expect that and they, they think that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be, they're going to make a couple of videos and boom, they're going to be, you know, YouTube famous or whatever you want to call it. And I think for me, it's been very humbling to have more of a longer process where it hasn't just happened overnight. I've really had to put a lot of time into the work and, you know, sometimes put, you put all this time into, you know, 20 hours into a film and maybe only like a thousand people see it or something like that, or 3000 people see it. And at the end of the day, like, you got to enjoy the process. You got to enjoy what you're doing. And, and I think being patient has definitely taught me a lot of things. I'd say the other challenge would be probably just hearing from people, hearing from even friends, the negativity or kind of the doubt in a way. I think a lot of people, especially in high school, kind of would, would just overlook it like, oh, you know, you're just making fishing videos. Like, you know, that's not going to ever be anything. And you could kind of get that vibe. And obviously I'm not doing it full, full time right now, but I think to where I've gotten right now, it's, I think it's, it's pretty cool and I'm definitely thankful for it. You, you're at a place now, so you're getting ready to graduate and it's, it's sustainable. I mean, it's at a place where you've had enough traction, enough revenue that this can be your full-time deal and it supports you, right? I mean, you can pay your rent, you can eat, yep. you could um, have some fun with your friends and, and live a good lifestyle without, you know, going to the typical route that most may take as an employee. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely something that's sustainable. Uh, but the big thing is, you know, just being consistent with it. And I think with YouTube, you, you kind of have a passive sort of income. I think YouTube, a lot of people think that you're going to make all your money on YouTube. And that's definitely not the case. I know plenty of people who have lots of subscribers who said on YouTube and stuff that they, they do not live off their YouTube income. And so you always got to think about other ways to monetize. But it is nice to have kind of a little bit of cushion here and there with, with the YouTube and just growing a brand too in general. On YouTube especially, which is one of the most used platforms every day, I think it says a lot and can carry a lot of weight for brands and companies, especially in the flat fishing industry, are starting to catch on to that. 
you mentioned passive income, but I know the older generation knows a little bit more about passive income, I think. And But for our generation, could you explain that a little bit on what that kind of means to make passive income? So the best way I could kind of explain it would be, say for YouTube, you know, you make money on, on ad revenue. And that's something that you get paid every single month for. And a lot of times it's not something I exactly have to do. It's, you know, you put the videos out and over a course of time, you know, you, you monetize them with ads. And then you slowly, every month, you, you start to get a check or, you, you know, you get, you make a little bit from, from the ad revenue. And for the older generation, do you see any differences between you going to work with an older generation and wanting you to make a video for them versus people our age that might have a company and wanting to make a video for them? Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's definitely a little bit of hesitation from some of the, I guess, the older generation, just from how they've grown up. Are we talking about the older generation or the wiser generation? (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, it's a good good question. I don't know. (laughs) Just just people who, you know, are, I'd say, in their 40s, 50s, maybe – older, but I think people are, are kind of hesitant on it. They, they don't know really if it's going to work. And, but, but what I've, what I've noticed, honestly, even in the last like year or two is I've actually worked with some clients who are, I would say in that, that generation, maybe like 40, 50, and they, they know that like this works and they, they're starting to commit themselves to it and um, invest their brands into it, which is really cool because I know when I first started, I had a really tough time trying to talk to companies trying to talk to fly shops and kind of talk to them about how video could could influence them and influence their company and they they kind of just turned a cold shoulder but i you know i think nowadays that people are starting to kind of get it yeah i think you know with wildfly the way i understand it at least is that you're really helping companies to tell a story create a brand and do it in this video format versus traditional models which might be advertising in a newspaper or even um, you know on the radio or traditional marketing slash sales models, you're, you're really helping them to identify, okay, what is your brand? What's your story? What makes you unique? And let's bring your personality in. So I think you've really taken what you've done for yourself to build your channel. And now you're doing that for other companies, right? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. I think, you know, like I touched on earlier, the biggest turning point for my channel was when I started to kind of involve story. And story can mean a lot of things, but one of my favorite kind of sort of videos that I do for clients is like the brand video and you get to interview them, you get to sit down and you get to kind of hear from them and you get to have like a very natural, like organic conversation. And so I'm able to kind of splice that together and put that into a story, so to say, that you you overlay that with video, you overlay that with some audio and it it comes to this final product that can really engage you and, and really get you to understand where someone's story or their brand or what their, you know, what their company is all about. And yeah, I think traditional advertising is just kind of, some of it's outdated, like magazines, uh, you know, billboards, stuff like that. Obviously people, you know, again, it just goes back to where, where people's attention is. And I, you know, I read somewhere also humans process video like 80% faster than they do reading. So if that says anything about, about video, then I think people should definitely need to hop on it if they haven't already. Scotty, so in wrapping up, where do you see yourself and the company in five years from now? What what would you say? What's the vision? Where do you see things going? I'd, so I'd really like to have uh, a production company, like Wildfly, like production company, a setup. Like I really, really want that, like run in full force. And basically that would be, you know, hopefully have 
people working with me and that would be work, working on bigger projects, uh, whether it's, it's a video for brands or it's a marketing campaign for a company and kind of the bigger projects that we could focus on. And then I'd also like to continue to grow the YouTube on the side because I do think that's very valuable and I can bring a lot of value to companies through collaborations and, and working with them. And so I, you know, I really, I really don't know exactly what's going to happen, but in five years, I'd hope to have a production team and you know, hopefully be traveling, fishing a lot, doing a bunch of fishing videos. And at the end of the day, I just want to create anything. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll be out West. Maybe I'll be in North Carolina. Uh, who knows? Yeah, that's great. That's great. So if it, there's any contact information that anyone can reach out to, how do they, your YouTube channel, Instagram, email, whatever, um, if they're interested in getting something filmed up with you? Yeah, if you, you can go to my website, which is www.wild-fly.com, or you can just go to YouTube, you can go to Instagram and just type in Wildfly Productions. And I've got my email set up on there. My website has my contact information, but otherwise you can email me at scotty, S-C-O-T-T-I-E, at wild-fly.com. Perfect. But yeah, Sound. I really appreciate you guys you guys having me and um, talking to me. Yeah, this has been, uh, it's been really cool. Yeah. Of course. Thank you, Scotty. Thanks, Scotty. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Throughout this episode of 20 Going 50, we have gathered some key takeaways such as do what you love, tell stories and what you're creating, bring a personal side into your career to create a connection with the audience, let go of the outcome and focus on the present while staying patient, and one last thing, remember that consistency is key. Thank you guys again for listening to 20 Going On 50. Please feel free to reach out to us with any questions, comments, concerns. And as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and anything else with your friends and family.